Don't stop me if you've heard this one, but why was six afraid of seven? It wasn't. You're stupid. Fuck numbers. If you're anything like my mother, you love it when I speak to you that way, and I know that SNL is going to love when I'm writing material like that for them. Yeah, I did my research. Haven't auditioned yet, but I figured out how to audition and some things that have worked for some people and the process of it all, and it's pretty weird and unpleasant and really makes me not want to do it. Plus, they're not even that good anymore. I don't really like them most of the time. I just think it would be cool to have on my resume, and it'd probably help me get on stage with comedy and stand-up. But in the highly unlikely event that my wish just comes true and they seek me out to bring me on as the first and only entirely silent cast member, I'd gladly take that opportunity. I also read some shit that said you're not supposed to say shit like this about it if you think you might ever want to be on there. But I'm pretty sure the Viking life I reincarnated from, I was the guy that burned the bridges literally and metaphorically. At this point, though, in my mind, I don't want to take up any of my RAM with any, like, SNL delusions or anything like that. I want to think a little bit more realistically, a little bit closer to what's going on. I just came across a contest for the funniest person with a day job, and it's being held at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, and I'm tempted to do that. It's happening in about 10 days, and I think it's during the day, so I think I would have to actually take off of work if I do want to do this, and I think I'm going to commit to it by the 7th if I do. I already dug through my quarterly review and found jokes that I want to use if I am going to do it. I just, I haven't decided if I want to yet. I think I should, for multiple reasons. I think that I should, and I do want to for those reasons. It would get me back up on stage in another real comedy club and getting to practice and experience that more. It'd have me working on a real set instead of the podcast. If I do well or even win, that would help me not as much as SNL necessarily, but definitely in places locally, which is what I'd be doing first anyway. And the worst that could happen is I could bomb, destroy my dream, get COVID, piss somebody off, get killed, and just look really stupid and feel horrible about myself while I do. Plus, there's other stuff that I want to focus on right now. Important stuff, like recording a new greeting from my phone. Hello, you person who have used the telephone to dial numbers in hopes of voice contacting electronically Albert of the Esterguards. Phone answering services have been rendered over to the electronic versions of me. Bless me and bless you and bless everyone who needs blessings. For they are blessed. If you want, and I'm pretty sure you do because that's why you called, you should leave your name 
And the numbers that I would push on my electronical device to use phone dialing correspondence to reach you. And you can tell me the time of day that you called. My phone should say it. I'm pretty sure we're all familiar and know that we all have the technology to do that by now. But you should tell me that anyway, just in case. And be sure to leave your phone in your hand while you're doing all of this so that I can hear you. Bless you again. You're so blessed, but I always want you to be blessed more with your blessed blessings. Please uh, do all that stuff after the beans. Beans! Yeah, alright. I think that went pretty well. Now that that's out of the way, the next important thing that I want to focus on that I need to do is I need to be Google. I think I should be Google. Google has been pretty good at being Google, and I don't want to get rid of all of Google entirely. I just want to Albertize Google. I've Googled Albert. Now Albert's going to Albert Google. I'm already so unintentionally, abrasively condescending by knowing things, but I know things that Google doesn't know and doesn't have ways of knowing. For example, listen up and listen big. This is important. I haven't heard anybody say this yet, but you need to know and you need to start planning accordingly. That window to blame shit on the pandemic is closing you're not going to be able to use that excuse anymore. You're not going to be able to socially distance anymore. You're just going to have to tell people that you don't want to see them because they're shitty people. And they smell bad. And they have stupid hair. And they never fucking listen. You're going to have to stop wearing your sweatpants every day. And I know your jeans don't fit, fatty, but... You're going to have to probably buy some new jeans or start exercising. You've got a bit more time. There's still some things that are going to be like residual and stuff hasn't completely come back just yet. Just keep that in mind and be mindful of it and don't abuse it and devalue it or the people in your life. Take some responsibility, some real responsibility, not where you just like try to claim shit. I'm getting so fucking tired of hearing you fucking people and your my check and my money and my vaccine. None of that shit is yours. That stuff is being given to you. That is a fucking handout. That is not yours. You did nothing to make that happen, even in getting it. My, 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 me, 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 me. But you don't even claim it properly. I want to be Google. That's an enormous responsibility that I'm taking on for myself. But I get it. I get it. Most people aren't really people. I know that a lot of people out there have reincarnated from vegetables. I don't mean the good vegetables. I'm talking about shitty root vegetables like parsnips and rutabagas. Fuck. My boy DMX is in that vegetative state. He overdosed, had a heart attack, and now he's vegetative. 
I fucking love DMX. Somewhat facetiously, but I really do enjoy him. He really does get me hyped and make me happy when I listen to him. I really don't want to see him go out this way. And today is Easter. Way to go, Jesus. Everybody's still talking about you. I know better than to call on some shit like this, but if there is any real prophecy power in what I've had with the podcast or Jesus or Easter or any of it, bring DMX back from this properly, himself, doing his thing. Fuck SNL and comedy contests and my answering machine, just get that shit done. That's how selfless I am. You see how it's done, Jesus? I don't go multiplying fish and turning myself into bread and wine. I just do good things for other people. And they don't nail me to a cross for it. I would never want to be like Jesus. I'd want to be like Google. Because if I had been Google, I would have avoided the entire pandemic. I would have told people that... Yeah, Bill Gates was trying to put robot stuff inside them, but it was because they were already robots, that people are already these cyborg AI hybrid creatures. And this whole thing has just been that our initial build is expiring. We jumped the gun on the initial robocy, and now our cyborg bodies are failing us. They've updated it, but they can't just tell us we're all robots, so they've got to dance around it in all these silly ways because you people believe stuff like Jesus, and here we are. And I'm left alone to answer the real questions. Like, do I hear children screaming in my neighborhood all the time because that's what kids sound like when they play and have fun? Or is at least one, if not multiple neighbors, murdering children regularly and not aware of the sound issue? And why did criminal minds always profile the killers that stab people as ones whose dicks didn't work? I want to stab people all the time, and my dick works incredibly well. I'm wearing my special jeans today. I don't know if we've gotten close enough that you guys can tell that stuff about me, but I remember there was this episode of Marin, and that was one of the things that actually inspired me to do the podcast initially, so credit where credit is due. Thanks, Mark Marin, and your show for inspiring me. But a while ago, I watched this episode of Marin, and in it, he was wearing wet jeans and talking about why. And I guess if you get Levi's 501 shrink-to-fit jeans, there are all these different methods on how you can do this to shrink them properly and not washing the raw denim and all this shit. But what it's all for is to just get a really nice-fitting pair of pants. If you do this special method where you take these raw shrink-to-fit jeans, you soak them for an hour or you wear them in the tub in some hot water, and then you get out and you wear them wet until they dry. It's supposed to give you an almost tailored fit, I guess. I'm still in my pandemic mind, which means I'm 
open to pursuing weird stuff like this that I probably wouldn't otherwise. I got some jeans. I soaked them. I put them on. And wearing wet jeans sucks. For the first five minutes. I did some sitting. I did some standing. I did some walking inside and outside. And wearing wet jeans still sucked for the first 10 minutes. I did some texting. I was watching shows, standing, sitting, walking. Wearing wet jeans fucking sucks. I hated it almost for an entire hour. And then it took like another hour almost for them to get dry enough that I felt comfortable taking them off that they would fit. And they don't really. I guess I've grown a waist size, so I need to start exercising and slim down or buy bigger jeans next time. But even the legs are still pretty baggy. They say it takes time with wearing them, and I'll give it that. But so far, I'm not too terribly impressed, and I don't think that I would recommend it. I also can no longer recommend drinking coffee every day because I've been doing that for a very long time, and today was my first day without having any coffee. And that sucks, too. But that's just my body telling me that I shouldn't be drinking coffee every single day, and if I do, then if I don't, this is what's going to happen. I could have just drank some coffee. I thought about it. I even thought I was going to several times but then I just kept not doing it. If you're ever trying to stop doing something, that's a good way for me. That's a method that just kind of tricks me into doing stuff. Oh, I had some bean news that I was excited to share with you guys, but first, a quick commercial break. He walked to the ocean, knowing both love and hate, the flames of his anger lighting the way. Reflections on water, light bouncing off waves, and as he walked in, a vapor was made. Salt left in sand, clouds in the sky, a new form of matter, as all life did die. And no eye to see, the creation of death, a new way to live. Sparkling in grain, sun giving life, the heavens cried rain, through turbulent friction, a new force then found hot whitening light, and monstrous sound, a spark, and then fire, from out of the ground, and so it will go, when growth the seeds sow, elements will entangle, and all will be shown. Shown rays from a source, there is never just one. If there is a force, infinite bound. Beans! So my friend spilled the beans, and now I want to do the same. He was curious about where that expression came from, so he googled it, and it told him that back in the day, back in like ancient Greek or Rome, they would use beans to cast votes. A white or lighter colored bean was a yes, and a darker bean was a no. Obviously, we're still using that same judging system. One of the problems with using that system is sometimes the jar would get knocked over and people would see, once the bean spilled, what the vote looked like. I thought this was kind of cool, but 
I wanted to know more. So I did some more research and I found some weird shitty rd.com website. And it says this. Having the expression date back to ancient Greece is nice in theory, but where does it show up in modern times? Let's look at the meaning behind the word spill. You know the word from when you accidentally spill something on the floor and from the saying no use crying over spilled milk. But since the 16th century, when used as a verb, spill has also meant divulge or let out. There may be a darker interpretation of the let out meaning of the word spill. In the 14th century, another meaning of spill was kill, and thus spill blood was in use during that time period. According to the Phrase Finder, another instance of Spill the Beans in the 20th century was found in October 1911 in the Van Wert Daily Bulletin. Finally, Secretary Fisher of the President's Cabinet, who had just returned from a trip to Alaska, was called by Governor Stubbs to the front and proceeded, as one writer says, to spill the beans. Shortly thereafter, the phrase Spill the Beans came to mean upset a previously stable situation by talking out of turn, which is similar to the modern modern use of the phrase. I really like that last one. Upset a previously stable situation by talking out of turn. I've known some real bean-spilling motherfuckers in my time. And I'm one of them. My head hurts. That's all I've got. And it's a holiday. So go do something holidayic. Or don't. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But I'm hot. It's getting hot now. And when I record, I leave my fan off because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to get my special jeans any sweatier or stinkier than they might already be.